this and every episode of the Old School Red Hill Podcast brought to you by People State Bank, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, the Andrews Insurance Agency, and Tyler Griffin's Pizza House. Let's go white. Welcome to our contestants and listeners of the latest old school family of game shows. Tonight's episode are old school trivia questions from Red Hill, Bridgeport, and Sumner. We hope you enjoy it and play along with us. Welcome to contestant number one, hailing from Sumner, Illinois. He's a 1992 graduate of Red Hill High School, Mr. David King. Our second contestant, a 1991 graduate of Red Hill High School, hailing from Bridgeport, Illinois, Mr. Chip Jamerson. And our last contestant, who also hails from Bridgeport, is a 1987 graduate of Red Hill High School, Mr. Brian Evans. I now want to send it to your host, Mr. Gary Evans. Take it away, Gary. We got another uh, episode of trivia for everybody here tonight. I'm just gonna go through the rules real quick for the for the guys. I always suck at these. Pretty simple, pretty simple tonight. No buzzing in. I know that's created lots of controversy in our uh, in our game show history here. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna do 27 trivia questions. These trivia questions come from Red Hill, Bridgeport, Sumner, everything old schools. We're gonna be talking about 27 quiz questions. We're gonna start with the youngest. And the youngest is Mr. David King. How you doing tonight, David? I'm doing great. The baby of the group. The baby, yes. Of this, of the threesome <laughs> is playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so th- thanks for, for David for playing tonight. I know you're busy in the fields and he got a little early tonight to join us. So welcome, David. And then the way it'll work, we ask a question. If David doesn't know it, he probably will. Then it'll go to Chip. Welcome, Chip Jamerson. How you doing tonight, Chip? I'm excited. Excited to... To play another trivia game. These are always big hits on the old school Red Hill podcast. Yeah, we encourage everyone to play along. Let us know how you did, uh, how many of the questions you got right out of the 27. We do have a tiebreaker. Should we have a tie at the end? Of it? We do have a tiebreaker. And last but not least, joining us all the way from Montgomery, Indiana, Mr. Brian Emmons. Good after evening, whatever it is. So basically what we'll do is, like I said, if the First guy does it, and we're going to rotate around. So, like, David's not going to get every first question, of course, and it'll just go in a simple little rotation. There are no penalties for guessing, so I encourage you to guess. So you won't lose any points for for any of the guesses. And if uh, all three guys don't get it right, then we just give the answer and move on to the next question. Do the guys have any questions before we get rolling here? Uh, no, I'm, I'm ready, to, ready to go. I'm excited. All right. Now, the way this kind of happened, we were just doing some research for other um, shows. 
I happened to come across something. I'm like, this either rings a bell or I didn't know about this. So I thought it was interesting. Jotted some questions down, thought we could make a show out of it. So we're going to get rolling right now. There are some themes to questions. You'll see some themes, and then you'll also see, like, where did that come from? I don't know. Just something I read, and I saw, and I found it interesting. So, well, here we go. David King, you're on the clock. First question goes to Mr. David King. Good luck, Dave. Thanks. Who was the inaugural coach of the Red Hill High School softball team in 1988? We'll give you a few seconds to think about it. but Oh, boy. I believe you were in. I, I high was going to say I, I was in high school. This is, I asked for. I asked for. Well, no, you wouldn't have been. There, yeah. so. Well, yeah, maybe the spring before. Who was spring? It? Spring right before the inaugural coach of the. I see Brian typing. I hope he's not looking at the answer. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm, I'm uh, actually doing something for sports for WAMW. Oh, David, you're going to have to pass on us here. Yeah. I'm out. All right. Sorry, David. We're going to move on to this Chip, Chip Jamerson. Chip, do you know the, the inaugural coach? I'm going to go with Phyllis Kimmel Shank. Ding, ding, ding. That's, That's correct. Congratulations. Chip Chip's Chip on the board with one point. I was the only person in this whole chat in Red Hill High School that year, so I did have the advantage on that question. I didn't but, know that for a fact, but that that was going to be my guess if I, if it got to me. The second question goes to Chip Jamerson. Chip, who was Red Hill's first ever softball opponent? Ooh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and of course, this was 1988, first time yeah. we ever had a softball team. I'm going to say Lawrenceville. That is incorrect. We're going to move to Brino. Red Hill's first devil, first ever softball opponent in 1988. I'm going to go with not- the Fairfield Lady Mules. That also is incorrect. David King, Red Hill's first ever softball opponent. The Oblong Panthers. Good guess, but it's not. It was the Mount Carmel Golden Aces. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't all along. That was my yeah. that was my gut. What I wanted to say. And yeah. I switched, I, so I'm so glad. First, yeah. my first thought was all along. Then I went to Albion, and but settled on Fairfield. I thought maybe since Gary's like it was our first year, like we got like a okay, you're guaranteed to get Lawrence on the schedule. It's like an obvious opponent, but no, we start off with probably a toughie if I was to guess. Yeah. Just go straight into the fires way uh, the way they scheduled it back then. All right, question three. A little recap. Chip has one point. Dave and Brian have none. Good job. Question number three. This goes to Brino Emmons. Okay. Who recorded the Sluky softball team's first extra base hit again in 1988? Uh, that would be senior Whitney Kirchy. That is incorrect. Oh. Good try, though. We're going to move on to David King. So think about some of those players, people you might thought would have played on that team. The 1988 girls softball team. First yeah. ever extra base hit, which was a double. Of course, Whitney Kirchy. Hopefully Dave eliminates one of them, so I have fewer to guess for Whitney Kirchy, a veteran of the softball uh, mm. league and Chansey for all those True. years. Yes, I've seen. Yeah. Great member right. of the band. Great member of the Trillies. We're just giving Dave more Valentorian. time. Jody, uh, Jody York. Ooh, that's incorrect. Good guess, good guess that but incorrect. That's a really good guess. <laughs> I think Chip, you. Shit moves okay. on to you. She probably would have been the top of the order. 
Well, you think so, we started off with a hit? I, I think we're starting off. She's a junior. She played for the bank. Oh. You know she has experience down that ballpark. I'm pretty sure she had uh, a birthday this week. <laughs> I'm going with Tiffany Tool. I'm sorry if that's incorrect. That's a good guess. Solid guess. Ginger Powden. Yeah. Wow, Ginger Powden. Ginger Powden was the first ever extra base hit. That's a, that's a great piece of trivia right there. And I hope I everyone that. remembers that. So, Ginger, congrats. You, you've made the trivia here. All right, we're still stuck at one point here. I hope we can make this too hard. Maybe we'll just spring some good conversation. Surely you guys will get hot here in a moment. <laughs> well, they're this not going to exactly go to Mr. Layups. David King. Yeah, that's true. These aren't easy. David King. All right. Who did Red Hill softball team? I said there's themes here. What is this, softball night? <laughs> For one more question. <laughs> It's softball season. It it's is. the 30 whatever anniversary of this softball team. Who did the Red Hill High School softball team beat for its first ever victory? It was a this probably won't give you much of a hint, but it was a 20 to 19 Red Hill victory. Wow. Whoa. Oh boy. Are they play were they playing at the Little League Diamond at this time? Yes, they were. Yeah. At, now known as Brandon Smith Field wasn't back then. God, is, but... it, is there a pitch clock on this? Well, we're I'm going. About I'm it. going to. I'm going to. I'm going to stick with my original guess of Oblong, the Oblong Panthers. That's incorrect. <sighs> Chip, it's on to you. Okay, first so... ever, first ever victory, twenty to nineteen. So most likely they're not going to beat an NEC team in their first year. They didn't win a lot of games that year. I'm going to say they went winless in the NEC. So I'm not going to guess an NEC team. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to go with. Man, I know I'm you're going gonna. To, I know you're gonna no, steal my answer. I'm going noble. Noble is incorrect. <laughs> you did not steal my answer. <laughs> that was a good. That was a good guess. Maybe I should have given some hints. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm trying to decide between one of two teams in Crawford County. Okay. And I'm Al or Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with those famed Palestine pioneers. Excellent guess. You're one county off. Go one more county to the north. Which I believe is Clark County Marshall. Okay. Uh, okay. Good win. Got the victory. That was a tough category, guys. You didn't do do so great there. I thought we had really good guesses. No, they were fantastic guesses. So that's going to round out our little um, little, uh, softball section here. We're going to move on. Chip, you're getting the first question here. Chip's got still one point on the board. In November of 1981, okay, so take yourselves back to November of 81. Okay. Harry Rice confirmed the rumor that Red Hill High School would not be hosting the sectional basketball tournament, which it had for 30 straight years. Wow. I, I know we had 30 in a row. Wow. Who did the IHSA name as the new host site for the sectional, sort of in the sectional of 1982? So the 82 set. Okay, so... 82 sectional. In November of 81, it was, it was announced for the sectional in 82. 30-year streak broken. Let's see, because, well, the other big, all probably would have been double A, so I can eliminate them. Um, Lawrenceville and Mount Carmel aren't big enough. Mm. Um, I would have to go with the other big boy. Uh, of course, there's Newton's adop- option, but I'm going to go with my first guess. I'm going Casey. 
Casey is incorrect. We're going to move to Brino Emmons. My what I wrote down just to prove it before Chip said it. Um, Newton. That is correct. Newton High School. It was cited because it held more people. That was what the that's what the IJ cited for their reasoning for moving the section away. And, and thank goodness they ended up a, a little rotation there. Absolutely idiotic decision. Was it a was it a, ro- a strict rotation? I mean, well, I, I, they, they did announce it. I know they had talked about yeah. at that time there was a rotation for the regional. But obviously, Red Hill yeah. just hosted for a long time. So I'm I, assuming the, 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 the I rotation feel like it may have point. gone back yeah. and forth. Or, for a little bit. And I yeah. know um, yeah, because I know we hosted, uh, obviously, in 85 and 87. But then we also hosted 89-90. 88 was at Newton. So we got off pace there a little okay. bit. Yeah. And then and then you start getting Olney and Casey involved after that. So yeah. Well, that's funny. Four because different schools. So 89 and then 90, and then we hosted again in 90, not till 93 again. Yeah, 91 was at Olney, I know. And 92 was obviously at Newton. Newton, yeah. And then. You know, sometimes uh, these in the, in the IHSAA in Indiana does it too. They just get to outthinking themselves. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to keep things the way it is. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And those, I, I, I'm trying to think, obviously, I was in Newton for those games. It was just seating on two sides. There wasn't like a horseshoe no. or a bowl seating there at all. It was just, yeah, obviously, yeah. the bleachers yeah. were yeah, the double decker, so. but yeah. didn't yeah. hold near as much as Red Hill does. They would put people on a stage, I know. That, yeah. that helped. Um, but, yeah, not near but not near what Red Hill would hold, or Casey Westfield, for that matter. This is a tough one, but I thought this was an interesting trivia. We're going to move on to Brian Emmons. It's tied one-to-one okay. between Chip and Brian. Oh, David, you still got chances to come back here. In what year did Bridgeport pull out of the Lawrenceville Pony League? I'm going to talk a little bit more about this while you think about that. This happened happened as a result of a time-limit disagreement during the first game of the season. First game happens, we got a a, uh, Bridgeport team against a Lawrenceville team. We got a time limit, probably argument, probably near fisticuffs. And Bridgeport is now out of the Lawrenceville Pony League. Now, I don't know who else is in that Lawrenceville Pony League, but what year did that happen? I'm trying to decide if if this was our second go around when, like, you got, like, we were involved or if. We have a little, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to be shut up. I'm going to, I'm going to go with it was after. I'm going to say uh, 1993. That's incorrect. David King, what year did Bridgeport pull out of the Lawrenceville Pony League? 1973. That's incorrect. Chip? All right. Last last year, we did a summer of a certain year podcast. (laughs) We we may have covered this. I think it might have been on my research. I don't know. But I think we may as the year can't just kind of figure out what year we did. If this is even it, was it 1978? 1977. Oh, Chip was so close. <laughs> See, I, I yeah, I felt like something like that happened again. But and we joined, uh, of course. Then we jo- joined the Staples at that point. It was uh, Sumner Oblong. Allendale, that's when they then Bridgeport joined that league. Then, of course, we know eventually 
Bridgeport got into Babe Ruth and got out of the Pony League. Yeah. Yeah, so it would be 77. I should have thought it through. Because also my research, Brian was the bat boy of the Lions, and that would have been 77 because 78 he would have been playing. I should have known it was – yeah, it was definitely my research last summer. I, I didn't see who it was, but I would like to think if any listeners remember, who was who was, our, who was fighting over this time limit thing, which the whole thing, do you start a time – do you start an inning? Do you quit the inning halfway through? Who knows what was going on, but – Adults fighting over kids' sports is that's nothing new. It happens all it's, the time. So it's never the kids it. that ruin little league, or in this yeah, case, and, pony league. And don't get me—I mean, I, the parents. It seems like it's more in the media now. All the horrible sports oh, yeah. parents and things like that. It's been around for long before. Now. I mean, it no, was alive yeah. and well in the seventies and eighties. If you ask me, I mean, I—I I don't think this is a new generation thing. No. Oh, and we pulled out of a league and joined a new one with after the first game. So, <laughs> yes. All right, now we're going to get a little bit more question. I came across something. Brian was a pony. I was never a pony league guy. Chip was never a pony. You did play baseball in Sumner. They played three years in Sumner, yeah. What year did you play over there? I played over in the in Sumner in um, 80, 81, and 82. Okay. Right. T-ball. Pirates, right? Uh, the yeah. A's and the Pirates is what the I A's, The A's in the two years with the Pirates, yep. David King, you're up. David King, right. ladies and gentlemen. So this is going to go back for a while, but this is this is all interesting here. Okay. Now, I don't know what the citizens, citizens' report was, but it was a report put together for the citizens, okay? In Makes April sense. of 1973, the citizens' report was provided to the school board with recommendations of where to house the schools. You obviously know, 73, what was going on. Yep. And they were make, trying to determine... Where, where were all the schools going to be? One recommendation was to house all high school students in Bridgeport High School and would be known as what? What was the high school going to be called? Ooh, this is good trivia. Yeah, this is new for me. I love it. Oh, boy. One recommendation was to house all high school students at the Bridgeport High School and would rename the school what? The clock is ticking for David. Oh, boy. I have no idea, but I can't wait to hear the answer. I've got... All right. Uh, Chip? Don't say what you're going to say, Brian. It might be a hint for me. What <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've just. I've got a theory that I'm going to run with here. And, okay. Um, I'm sure, it's way off. Western Lawrence County High School. That is incorrect, Brian. The only reason I'm going to go with this is because it's called the Sumner Attendance Center. So I'm going to go with the Bridgeport Attendance Center. That is incorrect. <sighs> Good guess. The recommendation yeah. was Unit 10 High School. I almost I like wow. it. I, even, I, I like kind, it. Yeah. Okay. I kind of even right. thought that for a second, but I'm like, that's not right. Let's do a little, uh, it's not too hard to do. Brino's got one, Chip got one, and David got one. I know this okay. is hard, but I hope we're learning something. I like here. it. I'm, I'm all about the learning. Dave got one? No, I'm sorry. Brian and Chip have one. Dave has okay. No offense, Dave. But... Unless you're giving us all points. <laughs> I'm not. This is question number eight, and this is Chip Jamerson. Okay. What Unit 10 school did Dennis Dixon teach and coach at prior to consolidation and moving to Red Hill Junior High? Is this a trick question? 
Okay. So you're obviously looking at Petty, Washington, Seed, Bridgeport Grade School. So, and so, well, we're going to assume not Sumner, so it's the same building. So or I guess, yeah, it would have been Unit 10, so we can eliminate Sumner, obviously. I guess Pet, Petty would they not? Yeah, I don't know how it was all broken. Now, I'm going to say the Bridgeport Grade School. Incorrect. Righto. Well, there's no way he taught it seed. Yeah, we would have known about that. Well, we would be all over that. <laughs> so that leaves Petty and Washington. However, Gary didn't say it was one of our schools. The kid's from Olney. Oh, I he said, didn't no, say I said it? I said what unit 10 school. Okay. Oh, I, okay. I missed that point. <laughs> so we're down to Petty. We think we're down to Petty and Washington. I'm going to I, I don't feel like he went to either one of them. We need an answer, please. Or because it could have been the high school, right? Yeah, he completely eliminated <laughs> unit ten school. Okay, Bridgeport. I'm going to go Bridgeport Township <laughs> High School. That's incorrect. Shit. I, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting nervous here at this. But anyway, David, on to you. I think I know this one. If Dave misses it, okay. <laughs> I mean, I know I won't get a point for it. <laughs> Eddie. That's incorrect, Chip. I think he I, was at Washington, wasn't he? He was. He was a Fillmore school. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, the yeah, the alma mater where Brad Schrader was the basketball coach. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Fillmore was Fillmore. I didn't realize Fillmore lasted all the way to the I, I had no idea. I had no idea it lasted that long. It did. Where do we need to know where the heck Fillmore School was? King knows. I think. Uh, or the general vicinity, maybe. I'm general guess, vicinity, but yeah, not exact. I haven't seen that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Dennis Dixon still looks like he's in like his early 50s. Has anybody well, seen? seen I, he's got that dark hair and that dark mustache. Yeah, I, I, I saw a picture of him on Facebook. So, I mean, very looks similar. I mean, he's definitely aged some since the 80s. <laughs> kind but, of a John um, Oates look. Who has it? Yes. <laughs> All right, this is going to Brino. Ooh. On Thursday, May 24th, 1973, Red Hill is agreed upon for the name of the consolidated schools. Okay. What name finished as the runner-up? I've got such a funny story about this name thing, and and I, I need I could have actually verified this last week. I don't know if I could say it because it's it's got the F word in it, but just say frickin'. Uh, okay, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a story that it, that they were it they were in high school at the time. Jeff Moore and he came. I think they had the uh, students that came up with like their suggestions, and he said <laughs> Jeff Moore submitted <laughs> the uh, H J Rice School. Who the frick are we's? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Could have gotten a lot of votes. Yeah. Might be the answer. Okay, what was uh, what was so the we obviously know that Red oh, what Hill came second? Yeah. So what 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 came as the runner up to the, the name? The actual name, not the nickname. Not like not salute. The, the actual no. Okay. The actual name of our consolidated schools. Okay, this was the runner up. Okay. Um, should I go back to that attendance center? I, you might <laughs> want to go for that again. <laughs> Because you're gonna be kicking yourself if that's the answer. Yo, I, I will. Now, this is the this is like this is the like this is the name. Like it, Red Hill was the name, right? right. We came up with Red what? Hill. Um, and this was second place. This was second. <laughs> and it wasn't that unit like ten thing you said earlier by the school board or like how? 
I don't know? recall how okay. I read this. Does it have the yeah. F word in it? It does not have <laughs> any of the F words. I'm going to say I like Chip's thoughts on that whole Western Lawrence County thing, but they couldn't call it Lawrence County. Um. Man, Red Cowbell. Hill. Yeah. Come on, give me an answer. Um. Uh, shit. Um, Bridge, um, Western Lawrence County. (laughs) West Lawrence, I'll accept that answer. It was West Lawrence was the backup. Oh, wow. 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 (laughs) Whoa, pulled that one out. Jim, I think you answered West Lawrence. That's what I answered on the other question. Earlier, yeah. I was going to answer it now if it got to me. Yeah. Rhino vaults into the lead with yeah. two points. I mean, I just shouted. Just a total guess. I yeah, 100%. I didn't know it. Yeah. Me- Has a little different ring to it. I was, I was going for Unit 10. West Lawrence. 10 High School. <laughs> all right, let's see. This is going to be David King. We all know we're now known as the Salukis. Oh, yeah. An ode to mixing the mascots for Sumner and Bridgeport High Schools. What was the other possible mascot considered? So we could have been the West Lawrence somethings. Rhino two, chip one, Dave zero. Dave could get on the board here. <sighs> Dave's not, probably not going to get on the board here. Uh, boy, wouldn't be. Oh, it wouldn't be farmers. Wouldn't be oilers. Ooh. You know, Bill Richardson likes one of those two names. That's not a, that's not oil country. Well. What Bridgeport is, but as you get over towards Sumner, not so much. Um, I I have no idea. Chip, the Lakers. <laughs> no, <laughs> good guess. I think it's a good guess. You know the big right lake at Red Hill. <laughs> true, 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 true. The Ponders. <laughs> no. Um, I'm gonna stay in a dog theme. I think. You know what? Runner I, I'm up, just, you know, up to the Salukis. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and stick with what we thought, what we've thought for years. I'm going to go Oilers. That's incorrect. This is probably those ones. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't for sure. Because this is, I don't know where this came from. We could have been the West Lawrence Rangers. The Rangers, okay. like a park, park range. Ranger, Red yeah. State Park. Yeah. Okay. So kind okay. of along the Lakers theme there. Okay. So we've learned a few things here today. I hope. Let's do one more question, then we'll probably take a commercial break. This is question number 11. Chip, you're getting the first one. Who was Red Hill's inaugural prom queen in 1974? Oh, wow. It's prom season. I think we can probably go ahead and say we're, we're going to start talking about some more proms that we haven't covered before coming up on our next show. Linda Parrott. Incorrect. Brino. Inaugural Red Hill prom queen. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, no, I think they were in the same class. I have a feeling like if you don't get it right, I don't think Dave is going to no, have any not. idea. He, he has zero <laughs> chance at this. No, Linda would have been. I forget. It's the juniors up for it. So yeah, well, Linda would have been. And I, I was, know she won, but I know she was. I, I was thought it actually on that page today. Um, that's I, the only one I can remember. But it was the wrong year anyway. 
it's either I'm gonna either say no, I don't want to say that. I give it to Dave. I'm gonna say I don't think Gary would ask that question. I'm gonna say her sister, Randy Parrot. Incorrect. Dave, any guess whatsoever? <laughs> I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you a person <laughs> from that class. I don't think the 1974 is. inaugural Red Hill prom queen was Susan Dunlap. Do we have a married name on her by chance? I have no idea. Was that the but Dunlap family that babysit? Was I, Penny? Penny's was her sister. She's in my class. So Susan. No, I don't think that would have been. 12 years old. Yeah, I don't think. I don't. We're going to research Susan Dunlap after this. Anybody that has Susan Dunlap information, um, please share that with us. There's Mr. Dixon. Oh, okay. Oh, he shaved. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't have that big oh, black wow. mustache anymore. Darn, yeah. I didn't, 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 didn't recognize him. Brian put all. the picture up. I did not know who we were looking at there. I thought it was somebody from the Dunlap family is actually who I thought it was. Lynn, no, her name was Linda. Penny's older sister is named Linda Dunlap. Linda Dunlap. That was the question because I thought that Chip and – sorry, Dave, this question wasn't for – That's 23. I was like, like Jason Williams. I was getting ready to say, who does that look like? It looks just like exactly Jason Williams like, Marshall. Yeah, exactly that was like in 2013. So, yeah, Linda oh. Dunlap was Penny's sister. But congratulations to Susan on her win. The first prom queen. And uh, a little plug here, our next episode coming out here in a week or two will be – it's a tradition around here for, in the mid-May – the prom episode. Prom. We're gonna be covering seventy-eight to eighty-three, I believe. Yeah, I know. I, I uh, yes, I think that's correct. 79, 80, 81, or seventy-nine to eighty-three. Seventy-nine, eighty, eighty-one. Yeah, five years. Seventy-nine to eighty-three. Oh, we're a, we're a softy for proms. That's <laughs> fun. It's a fun time. Weather's nice. Kentucky and Derby. Like, and did we have a prom king that year? Do you remember from the paper? I don't think so because I, I was just like I was looking at some BTHS proms just kind of while I was on the prom research, looking at some Bridgeport proms of the early seventies, which that's when Linda Rucker was a or a Linda Parrot was a um, nominee. Um, I was a year off on that. I don't know if she won, um, but uh, no king. It was just all queens. Well, hey, they sometime we. We moved up and gave gave yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. I, that will come out in a future episode, I'm sure, because we hit in those early 70s eventually in our prom. Was research. that Title Eight? Was that why we had maybe something like Kings? that? Brian, how about we break for a couple commercials? <laughs> can we do two commercials right now? Oh, uh, we can. I tell you what, why don't we just let them fly on our own? Uh, of course, this let is fly. this uh, this podcast is made possible by People State Bank, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, and Tyler Griffin's. Pizza House, along with the Andrews Insurance Agency, our good friends there. Who do we want to talk about first? Well, how about People's State Bank? All right. People's State Bank, listen, you're all tired of, like, the big corporate banks that don't care about you, right? Right. I like a personal touch. Down here at Evansville, it's about my only choice, guys, and they're big and corporate down here. Dave, what do you look for in a bank? Somewhere you can go and speak to somebody. Oh, I like that personal touch. Gary, yeah. do you want a bank that takes that money that they they earn and puts it right back into the community? Well, that would be fantastic. Chip, that would be do you like a bank with four convenient locations around the county? I like it. It doesn't matter wherever you are in the county. You're close to one of their locations. Like, where would you go? Like, if you were in, say, Billet and you wanted to get to a People's State Bank, where would you go? 
Um, St. Francisville? <laughs> well, yes, you go to St. Francisville. <laughs> that makes sense. You can Saint- go to Hartsville if you're going to town. <laughs> if you want to. You're probably going to be going to town a lot. But that's an options. I like to have options, too. Well, People's State Bank gives you op- options. doesn't matter what you need. If you want to make your dollar go to work, stick it in People's State Bank. Four convenient locations, St. Francisville, Lawrenceville, Bridgeport, and Sumner. And our good friend Stacy Moore and his team will take care of you at People's State Bank. Now, speaking of convenience, you want one insurance agent to take care of all your all your stuff, make sure your family's covered? Well, that'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice, right? I'm not going to three different buildings, you know, doing my life in one building, home insurance in another building. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, then you need to go to the Andrews Insurance Agency. You know where they're located, right there in Dr. Martin's office on uh, on Main Street. Terry Andrews, Justin Shear, they are your independent agents that will take care of just about anything you need. And they are now part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency, so they got that muscle behind them now, too. So mm-hmm. go see the folks at Andrews Insurance Agency. They signed up to sponsor this podcast from the very first show and we appreciate that yeah been three years almost all right gary that's unbelievable all right come on guys let's go start getting some of these right would you these I'm are sorry hard you, i'm sorry i was gonna, I was gonna say this is advanced trivia <laughs> well if, if you're not knowing the question maybe you're learning something that's all yeah, i can say we could yeah, in the west orange rangers poor king looks shell-shocked <laughs> sorry dave kind of kind of am <laughs> All right, Brino, this is kind of a, okay, we'll just get to the question. Okay. Question 12, Brino leads us off. In 1981, a chicken wing eating contest, this was written prior, so <laughs> I'm not changing it. A chicken wing eating contest was held Who's as a fundraiser you for what endeavor that never came to life? Are, are you asking, like, what group held it? No, 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 no. Okay. The chicken okay. eating contest was held to fundraise for what endeavor oh. that never came to life? Was that the uh, Bridgeport swimming pool? That's exactly right. Good job, Rhino. Rhino's taking a commanding I, three to one to zero lead. Uh, listen, I was too busy looking up stuff and cracking jokes during that. I'm surprised that because I <laughs> barely remember that part of the conversation. Well, you were in the chicken weeding contest. So, I, I mean, see here. Okay, my mother and I had a dis- discussion about this. She doesn't remember it. I. I remember sort of kind of being asked to do it. I don't know what ever happened. Well, maybe maybe the whole thing. I just can't imagine I would forget eating a big pile of chicken wings on Main Street. (laughs) I I mean, you're like 12, so it wasn't like it was like you were like four or five. I mean, you were old enough to remember this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who'd ask a five-year-old to eat a bunch of chicken wings (laughs) against Carl Ubelacker? King, you you remember a lot from that. King, you're up, and you should know the answer to this. Okay. If, you, if you don't know this, I'm going to be highly disappointed. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Who did Red Hill defeat to win the school's second ever regional championship in 1993? Lawrenceville. Red Hill Baseball. Oh, <laughs> you left out the key piece of information. <laughs> that, you thought it was basketball. I will I let you start over. Okay. Yeah, I was. My head was at basketball too. Oh, I was Baseball cool. regional, nineteen ninety three, second ever. Still haven't won another one. The team's good this year. I think they're 
twelve and three this year so yeah, far. So real good team. Maybe, maybe they got a good chance this year to finally get the ever elusive the thirty year anniversary since we last won one. But who do we beat there in nineteen ninety three? Nineteen I guess I'm. I guess I'm going to be highly disappointed by the way this seems to be going right now. Remember how many uh, Red Hill baseball games I've been to in my life? <laughs> oh, it's on film. <laughs> it's on film. That one. I wonder, um, if, wonder if every game would have been filmed if you had gone. Mount Mount Carmel. That's incorrect. Chip. Okay, the game I was at. I think I was at the championship game. I know we beat only in that regional. That I've heard a lot about that game. I don't think I was at that game though. Yeah. But it could have gone the other way around. Maybe I was at the semifinal game. But I'm gonna guess I was at the regional championship game. If I was gonna go to a game, that's the one I would go to. So and I think we might have to play. I mean, if we're gonna win a regional this year, we might have to get through this team. Hopefully they're in a different regional from us. I think they're really good. Um I'm gonna go with North Clay. That's correct. Oh, Louisville North Clay. I would have never in my life gotten that. They upset Olney in the Saturday uh, second okay, so game. We did As soon did. as you said Olney, I was like, oh, my God, I can't remember. It was at Olney. Yeah. Now, we beat Olney in 91. Okay. Yeah, I was just – I was thinking – but, yeah, I'm glad. I mean, I definitely knew you beat North Clay in that – I was pretty sure I was at the championship game in Olney. Sitting yes, right, behind, right behind home plate. I mean, best seats in the house. And then that's a game. I mean, I didn't pitch very good, gave up 11 runs, and we absolutely just lucked out. Scored three runs to take the lead in the top of the top of the seventh. That's the famous crazy wild Bill Evans when yeah. Chancey Rodriguez coming to bat, who it's played all year, and he for some reason pinch hits Cam Shoulders, who had had one at bat that year, I think, at that point. <laughs> and Cam, Cam, Cam strokes a double to, to tie the game up. and then like, we, Why would he do that? He had a feeling. I don't know why. Saber, he had a saber metrics. He's got that big binder. He's going over, <laughs> going over matchups. So then we came out in the bottom of the seventh and shut him out and won the second ever. Didn't really, That was I still say I, I talk about this game a lot. Uh, that was on the uh, Saturday morning uh, when Chris Ralston had the single best baseball game. I think that's, that's the game what, I was thinking of that you played. Yeah, Who did you play in that game? That was against Fairfield. Fairfield, okay. The, the Saturday morning game. I think Rooster. I, can, I don't remember it now, but he hit a three-run homer. I think he had six RBIs mm-hmm. in that game. Andy Pitt. I caught and Chris pitched that game. Pitched a complete game. Great game. Just great single person performance in the baseball game. The Rooster. Well, that takes Chip just to down one now. Brian, three. Chip, two. David, zero. Going to question number 14. I always lead at this point in the game. Chip, this, for, this is for you. Unfortunately, I blow Good. it. This is big. What was the nickname of the Lawrence County semi-pro baseball team? We've talked about this team on this podcast. The Bucks. Gosh, I didn't think he was going to get it. That is correct. I thought he was going to miss that one, too. I did, too. I was ready. <laughs> Chip ties it up. We are knotted at threes. Dang it. Good job, Chip. The Bucks. I Brian played on the Bucks. Rick Rucker, I know, played on the Bucks. Did I you have that me. the whole way, Chip? Because you looked like you didn't know it, first. 
I didn't have it at first. It popped in my head. I re- I I mean, I saw I watched Brian play for the Bucks one game. I think or at least have his uniform on. So uh, yeah, kind of I could picture that uniform. It just popped in my head all of a sudden. So. I'm pretty sure Brian played because the game one of the games in Vincent's. They got a guy <laughs> off the street riding a bike to play right field. This guy looks like Charles Man. He's like a cross yeah, between like Charles Manson and Jesus. Gary, were you at that game, Gary? <laughs> yes, yeah, we okay, were in Vincent's. Pr- good chance I was. That's probably the game I saw. I just I remember I, I was in, playing second base. I was taking some ground balls or whatever and i think i think it was you gary you like yelled at me and like pointed out the right field and i turned around <laughs> bell-bottom jeans on uh, <laughs> riding a bike through the party that's how this uh high, this was and for those that aren't aware of the bucks you, you're probably picturing it like the milwaukee bucks b-u-c-k-s no we're like the pittsburgh pirates yes yes and i remember like the jerseys were like padre brown Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my last Brown game, yellow. I think. I said, I'm not doing this. <laughs> the guy was riding his 10-speed through the party lot. <laughs> oh, what a time. What Semi-pro, year would that have been? Was that right when you graduated high school? So was yeah, that like the summer of 87, I, probably? I think so. nah, it may have been the next year. One step away from the pros. Yeah. You're close if you're semi-pro. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get signed out of the Bucks. <laughs> All right, Brino. Your first is tied up three to three. Okay. What band sold out a concert at Red Hill High School Gym in 1994? What band sold out a concert? And we're talking, we're, we're not talking like, a. it's a big band. Little they Texas? Sold out. Little Texas is correct. God bless Texas. Well, was I, knew one. I knew one. <laughs> oh, there was a story. And you it, could hear them the, all over town. In the day of the record, yeah, I remember going outside of uh, I think, our think uh, Jared house. Wasn't Jared Bryan a bouncer or something or like a security? I think I remember Jared Bryan? I think so. 94? Maybe he was the next. They had another concert a couple years yeah. later. I think he was the... Yeah, he was the. It seems like that's the name that's popping in my mind. But yeah, like okay. you can hear this all over Bridgeport. All but the roof about blew off the red hill. Oh. <laughs> went into that one. <laughs> now the story was in Daily Records. Somehow somebody messed up, and they were actually booked for two concerts. Yes. On the same day, and there was an article like they said came out and said Bridgeport's are for not you're not you're not going to get a short concert we're coming to play our full show and basically like, those people in st louis can stick or whatever <laughs> those <like> big <laughs> city boys <laughs> like there was a rumor they're gonna like, take a helicopter to the concert but they didn't want to do that it was a whole thing but bridgeport got the full concert you could hear it over town all right mm-hmm. david all right there's no way you're <laughs> this country singer with oh. the number one this guy is this the one Jared Bryan worked at? <laughs> this country singer with the number one hit, Don't Get Me Started, and the number three hit, That Ain't My Truck, played at the Red Hill High School Gym in 1996. <laughs> this guy had a number one hit. Uh, and a number three hit. The songs were Don't Get Me Started and That Ain't My Truck. David King is on the clock. Clint Black. That's incorrect. Oh, I wish. God, that would have been massive if he were coming to Bridgeport 96. No kidding. Chip. Oh, man. Who's that artist? 
I loved this guy in 96. That ain't my truck is such a great, don't get me oh. started. Great memories from May of 1996. Um, I'm already writing. Got my he's got first you. teaching job at Athens. I was pulling for an interview there before <laughs> I got the job, obviously. And like this song blasted on the radio. I was like, okay, this is a sign. I'm going to nail this interview. What a great song. Don't get me started by Rhett Akins. That is exactly right. Congratulations, Chip, for tying it up. Chip also gets the next question. I think David may may know this one as well. It's all about, it's all about what questions you get. That that's that's the right one. Yeah, Red Akins. Yeah, there we go. I'm glad you, I'm glad you gave the name of the songs because I thought it was going to be Rick Trevino. Was so I he was my guest, but like then once well, you gave the songs, I knew who it was. Actually. Either one was right because he opened for okay. Red. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, thought, I thought this guy had bigger songs. Oh, yeah. Fox. I'd actually yeah. heard of him. So, All right, Chip, you're going to get this one. You're up here. Question 17. This father's son opened a baseball card shop at 905 Church Street in 1988. Okay, father's son. So... A lot of people, yeah, my mind went immediately to the <laughs> the the younger son, but that would have been too young. So I've got to go Bill and Doug Hardacre. Ding, ding, ding. That's correct. We call it a B&D card shop right there on Church Street, right across the street from the high school, basically. Yeah, good call. I remember going in there a few times. Chip, that just gives you five points. I So I, I was sure that's who it was, but did – did the Dozers do something with baseball? Like, were they really into baseball cards? Seems like. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, I would have never John, thought of that. But. John and Shane. I, anyway. he They would have been your guess if Bill and Doug were incorrect, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny you said that, because I would have never thought of that my whole life. And I, don't I wouldn't have either. But, that, but once he says it, like, I, I mean, yeah, Shane Dozer was definitely affiliated with baseball cards somehow. I don't know where that came from, but it popped in. <laughs> Brino, you're up here. Which organization did the first donkey basketball game benefit? Oh, that was, was in 1979. That was the uh, Lions Club. Bing, bing, bingo, yeah. bingo. Yeah. Brian o ties it up five to five. King, I think you have probably been eliminated at this point, but we still yeah. want to keep you around because yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to get this question right here. All right. <laughs> well, you, you, said it, you said it before. <laughs> here we go. David King in 1983. The Bridgeport City Council issued jukebox and coin-operated permits to nine local businesses. Wow. Name five of them. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is really easy if you think about it for two seconds. Okay. Now, uh, listen, and jukeboxes? David's going to give five. If he, does, if he doesn't get them all right, I'm not going to say which ones are is right. Is this worth okay? five points or one? Still just one. All right. Arcades and jukeboxes. Grace Tavern? No. JD's. Trivia question. What song do I associate Grace Tavern jukebox with? What this is the next question? (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing if it was what song I associate. The Hilltop. I didn't know Gray's ever had a jukebox. Well, I play. I got a quarter <laughs> off my dad one time at dinner and went and played this. What is this? G 
Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves oh. by Cher. Great. Round of 64. Round of 32, my, I mean. Did you get my uh, PNB Cafe? Oh, yeah, and you just got one point for all that, David. Good job. Wow, dang. Can, what, now, what if I can... Can I list more? No. Well, you can list them, but you're not getting points for it. You just want to be a big shot. And oh, really? The only, I guess the only two I had down that he didn't say were... Because I had Gray's, PMB, JD's, Hilltop. Um, Lose and Legion. The Lose was one. The Legion was one. Corner Tavern. Yeah. Uh, they were not listed, so were they still open? Well, in, in 83, was it still open in 83? I think so. Maybe. They didn't get one. They weren't listed for this. And then that if you had the Legion, you obviously also had the... Moose. Moose was yeah. one. And that leaves one more place that got... Let's the see. I had Lose, Grace, PMB, JD, Hilltop, Arcade on Olive, and um, So I think we've named everything I had. I couldn't find. I mean, at first when I saw the name of this, I had to go. I didn't know where. I gave the address. I'm like, oh, no, I know what this is. Any guesses? The Ash Place? A place we visited a lot when you were in grade school for lunch. Oh. JNR Market, which was oh. Rosie's. Really? Right their jukebox there. They had a jukebox. <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. I don't think. I think it was like that chicken wing conversation. I they think they talked pin, about probably had a pinball machine or something. Remember, it was jukebox or coin operated yeah, machine. I think they talked about. David, congratulations! You're all right. Well, I, mean, I guess. Well, what I always went to Rosie's for on his little, I'd ride my bike down there and put like the quarter in and get like a, the the little rings out, like where you turn the thing, like a. A ring comes no, out. No, you don't need a license for that. <laughs> Coin operator. <laughs> yeah. So, I know they here. had that. Right when you walk All right, here we go. Didn't play a we song. We talked about this. There's a good chance. We talked about this quite this often. Question? This is going to chip. What's the score? Five, Brino. Five, chip. Two, one. Question 20. In what year did Dale Benham... Open up the arcade on East Olive Street. <laughs> the arcade on Olive. Now, uh, before you get, I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Dave. This arcade was to feature, in my head, this arcade was massive. The arcade was going to feature two pool tables, four video games, three pinball machines, and, of course, a jukebox. I think what way year that. Yeah. Did he, I, uh, what, what year did he uh, open that famous I, arcade? I, Definitely, not. I've played that jukebox before. My story is, um, I've told you guys many times, I've probably told on the podcast at least once, but I'm standing there getting ready to make my choice at the jukebox, going through all the selections, flipping through and seeing what they got. If you and, play Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, it's going to be an amazing story. And as I'm standing there, uh, James Perrin comes up behind me and says, Play the stroke by Billy Squire. But, but you did it too, didn't so you? Of course, I played the stroke by Billy Squire. <laughs> Absolutely. You want to get your I, butt beat? I was fully going to say you when you sounded like a, I thought you were first going to say a big plume of smoke <laughs> came up. <laughs> so I was always a little scared of James. I think I think, I think the next year, two years after, I became a member. I was on his little league team and great guy, nice and guy, yeah, nice one. guy. But being a few years older than me and like demanding I play the stroke that uh, scared. <laughs> Me a little bit, but I'm going to go with 1981. That's correct. Chip takes the lead. Good job, Chip. And guys, the name of the arcade was Benham's Arcade. The arcade. Okay, huh? so I guess they went, didn't have a name. The team was right on this. Yeah. Chip, how old were you have been in 1981? 
eight, oh, summer of 81, so I would have been like eight. Well, how old were you when you run your so bike? I, say, I don't feel like you should have been allowed corporate. to just run around town at that time. <laughs> I was with the Smiths. I went to <laughs> car. I went a car with the Smiths. Oh, okay. It was like I'm racing. How old were you when? You, so that was what year oh, were you going to Rosie's? I started riding down to Rosie's when I was like seven or eight, probably. <laughs> we was just right you down are, on Franklin Street. I know, but <laughs> would you let your yeah? We don't let our kids do go? that now. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh yeah. I, um, yeah. I mean. I, I talked about the dynamics on many podcasts. Of course, I wasn't going over way over to seed school, but I'm, I can stay on the west side of town. I wonder if, like, like you don't do that, you know, other places. I wonder if you still do it in Bridgeport. Like, if kids at eight just run all over town. Probably not. Some yeah, might. Well, let's, uh, do we have time for a break, Gary? Well, we're going to do one more question, then it's break time, okay. if that's okay. Yeah. All right, this is the last question for our next commercial break. Okay talked about about this several times this is a brino question this is a brino question what was the chosen nickname of the lawrence county chamber of commerce basketball team that played the harlem magicians oh, at red hill high school in 1988 goodness. i have no idea this is a toughie i feel like chip's gonna know this and i know dave i mean no offense dave <laughs> Well, Brian's thinking, of course, as we mention every time this comes up, I, I sat by Gary during this game. We sat over great seats. Chairbacks not on the side Gary and I usually sit on for no. chairbacks. Feel like the chairbacks over on the uh, other side of the gym, the normal, the regular home side of the gym is where we were about center court. I feel, oh, like, there's a we got court. <laughs> I feel like there's a reason this was stuck in Chip's head. Right I'm going to say the seats. Lawrence County Lakers. It's incorrect. Dang it. Thought I was Teams guess. gotta get you gotta guess. I was on to something. Lawrence County Oilers. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> the the merchants. The dribblers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they came up with. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's pretty stupid. Uh you want to talk about the pizza house real quick? I I don't know, but Chip does, I bet. Yes, definitely. Well, I got the pizza of the month handy right here in front of okay, me. What they're doing? Yeah, I did not. I know we're tonight. we're running towards the end of uh, April here, but the April pizza of the month at Tyler Griffin's Pizza House is the loaded baked potato pizza. Uh, but that's good. The pizza has a garlic butter on the crust. The garlic butter seems to be a big thing for a lot of people these days. Diced right. potatoes, a cheddar and mozzarella mix, bacon, green onions. And finally, sour cream Stop as it. the drizzle. Stop it. A 10-inch is going to cost you $11.79. 14-inch will cost you $18.79. They got ice cream this time of the year as well. If you want to order this pizza or any other ones, please call the Pizza House at 618-945-663. I mean, a 10-inch for $11.79, you get potato... It's a full meal, by far. I mean, it really is. You know, and what I would do, I would plug that number into your phone. I mean, it's easy to remember, but nowadays with cell phones, plug that thing in hey, and just tell your phone to call Pizza House. And- do two things right now. Hit the subscribe button on this podcast and put 945 food in your phone. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? <laughs> and we got what? Graves. Restaurant, Gray's right? restaurant in Bridgeport, who um, I love. I don't know if I've been on record saying that. 
I think we've all been on record maybe a few times. Mentioned it a few times. (laughs) It's one of the staples, not only in Lawrence County, I'm going to venture to say, folks, the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're coming from several states. People drive pictures of Whitey Herzog on the wall. I mean, there's been lots of celebrities there. Who's that guy up on the wall? Looks like David Copperfield. Is he like a uh, soap opera guy or something? He's from a general hospital really young and the restless, I think. I know you're talking about, but yeah, he's a soap star. Rick Springfield? No, no. it's not Rick Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that like Luke guy. No, it wasn't Luke. Not, not Anthony Geary. No. I don't know who that is. Luke. Oh, that's Luke. Okay. 945-9501 if you wanted to order something and go pick it up at the window back there in the back. But what I would do if I was you, go in there. We last oh, yeah. time the four of us walked in there, Neil Heath sitting there, just sitting there with his daughter having a, having lunch, a late lunch. Yeah, I mean my best friend in the whole world, and walked in there. There he was, right there. So we had and that was the second time we were there that day. Wasn't yeah, it? we went twice. Had a drink. Had a couple drinks actually with Neil while he finished was lunch. Day. That was a great day, but but. You look on their Facebook page because they've got their lunch specials and then they put the pictures on the Facebook page. Like, I'm right now staring at a Gray's Coney on my computer. I've never had one of those. They look good. There's a Beef Manhattan. Those Beef Manhattans always look good, too. Uh, When I think of them, I always think Brandon Smith used to get the Beef Manhattans. I think think when they worked uh, at the high school that those summers, I feel like that's where I first got introduced to that because I would have never been there at lunch during, uh, I don't remember at least, the specials. I will say I have not been very adventurous on the menu at Gray's. I'm not anymore. <laughs> it's I'm not hard close to do. It really is hard to do. But go see the folks at Gray's. They they just make you a good meal. Whether you have one of the you know the staples, a burger, steak, catfish, tenderloins, or if you branch out like on the day when they have German food, um, have sh- what schnitzel and and uh, German fries mm. and applesauce. I mean that even looks good. So I used to get the twenty-one piece shrimp a lot. So I mean, I'm, that's that was delicious back in the. I probably haven't gotten it since the eighties, but that was my staple. Twenty-one really? piece. Yeah, you and Charlie Laughlin. I know. <laughs> so what was this staple go to? You know where they're located? There, that famous location. So go in there and let the Gray family cook for your family. And same thing with the phones. I mean, I've got it. My not that I need it. Nine five zero one. Easy to remember night, but. It's, yeah, put that in your phone there, the phone number. Today. Call from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're down to the last few questions here. Let's call them right now. <laughs> I uh, I read this question and laughed out loud because there's no way anyone's going to know. They might know this. I don't know. We'll see. This is King's question. King, you're, King you are on the board. I like his okay. chances here. He might get this one right. Besides working for Unit 10... Which local car dealership? Now, when I say local, I feel like I'm going to know this. When I say local, I'm not talking just Lawrence County. I just want to say that, mm-hmm. okay? That might be a hint, whatever. Screw y'all. But it's, it's, it's God. That tells us to screw off. Besides working for Unit 10, which local car dealership did Richard Vowles work for? Music instructor Richard Vowles. Who, who do you sell cars for? I think I know. Score is chip six, Brian 05, King one. King can make a comeback here. I'll say Albright's in Lawrenceville. 
That's incorrect. I was, that was my guess, too, and I wasn't going to say it because you gave yeah. the – but I thought maybe you are just trying to throw us off. Yeah. I, um, I was trying to help, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, Memoring in Vincennes. That's incorrect, Brino. I'm going to go with uh, Dick Leonard Ford in Vincennes. Ooh, that's right. It's a great guess, but it's not. You should should have stayed in Illinois. We're going to go to Nick Ickes up in Robinson. That was impossible. I'm sorry. That was just maybe guessing. Next question, question 23. Chip, you're getting this first one. He's up. Yeah, Chip's up one, right? Chip's up one. In 1979, the Bridgeport City Council approved Marv Emmons' pool table license transfer to this local businessman. Chip is on I the I feel clock. like I read that when I was researching Brian, I feel like I read this because I was searching. I did like searches for your dad to see if I could find things involved with Brian in those in those years. But I think I read this, but gosh, I'm not anywhere close to it. I think when I hear it, I'll say, oh, yeah, I knew that one. But obviously, I don't know. But I think I knew a couple weeks ago I knew it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Gosh. So, okay. So, transfer the pool license. Um, that was a transfer to. It was uh, a transfer. Uh, pool license. J.D. Worth. Incorrect. Brino. I think this, I don't know if this is right or not. Zeb Akers? Zeb Akers is the uh, correct answer. Yeah, I don't think, wow. I, don't think I, knew I didn't know that one. <laughs> good job. J.D. Worth is my guess. That was a good place it. back in the day to get a cheeseburger down there, um, like down by Lanterman Park where Zeb Akers had his restaurant. Okay. I remember at one point they renovated into a house. And dad lived there. Yeah. He still had, the, had a full, like, commercial kitchen stove. <laughs> oh, wow. How's so, you guys had it all? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Two things I remember there. I remember watching Rocky Three in the house, and I remember watching on HBO show an Earth, Wind, and Fire concert that was always on. That was always on the <laughs> TV there. All right, next question. Brian, oh, you get it. This is question 24. Uh, I need this one. This could clinch it for Brian almost. Now, this is when I always <laughs> choke. In June of 74, two Bridgeport taverns were victimized of arson on the same night. Okay. What least... two taverns were a victim of arson in June of 74? Okay. I'm I'm sure one of them was the Corner Tavern. And the other one was the Hilltop? That's correct. Yeah. Rhino takes the lead. Seven to six to one with we have three questions remaining it's not over with yet we got a long way to go people remember get, i was just gonna say okay. owner of the hilltop tavern was blubber snap yes. okay and i did johnny cooper own the corner i i don't th he was mentioning a few things i was reading about i don't think he owned it but i think he worked okay. there for sure yeah. i don't blubber owned the hilltop all right david king this is going to you all right your comeback starts now Actually, can't you can't, but whatever. <laughs> Question boiling. 25. What name did Gray's originally go by? I've said this Brian. on commercials. Before. I know Brian knows this one, and I don't. I've no, I've said this one on commercials. If it's right, it's what I think it was. Yeah, well, this definitely clinches it for Brian then. I mean, There's two more questions after this. What, okay, I think I know it. I know it. What know I'm going to say is what Sherry Baldwin always said, but I don't know if yeah, that's right. I'm going by what Brian said in the commercial. So if I'm wrong, Brian needs to have a backup plan. In my <laughs> well, I'm going to pass because I have no idea. So 
Chip, it goes to you. I got to go with Ralph's. That's incorrect. Oh, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. So, so I get a go. And I actually, I saw it once. I'm like, what? And then I found it in multiple other places. Huh? So for the listeners, if this isn't right, I swear I, I, I saw this in the paper multiple times. Well, um, I'm, um, Ralph's bar and grill. I don't know. Gray's Idlewild Tavern. Oh, I remember. I, I did read that one time. Yep, I what, did. What was it? What was the, the second? Idle, Gray's Idlewild. I-D-L-E. Yeah, Idlewild. Yeah, I read a story. Yep, I do remember that. I'd like to know the origin of Idlewild, where that came from, but that was the name of the original, or maybe not the original, but it was named at one point. We have to add that into a future commercial. I'm sorry, Chip, you're down one. Question 20, we got two questions to go. In what year did Washington School close? Um, Look at King's wheels turning. <laughs> David King right now, like, riding in the air with a pen. Like he's <laughs> figuring. Doing math, potentially. <laughs> okay. Chip um, deep in let's space. See. Chip now has smoke coming out the side of his ears. <laughs> his gears are grinding. In what year did Washington School close? Okay. Um, nineteen eighty-nine. That's incorrect. Rhino. I, I think it has to be before that. Look at King just all kind of nosy. He said they're acting just so. No, no, no. I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm like eliminating uh, possibilities. I think it had to be before that because I don't think it was into the 90s. So I'm going to go. What did Chip say? 89? 89 was my guess. <clears throat> I feel like it was still open though when we practiced baseball there. So I'm going to say 1988. That's correct. Oh, good job. Thank you. Yeah. Run it with eight I was, chip. Because I remember it was still open when we put when we practiced there my senior year of baseball. They got a class of ninety six was the last group of kids that like finished their like fourth grade at Washington and it closed. I was, it was either my sister's um, class ninety five or ninety six. So they did host a wiener roast the, the evening to say goodbye to Washington School. The after the last day and is it completely gone now or just dilapidated and falling apart? I don't know. We talked about going in there on the last show. Yeah. yeah well, I think yeah. the, <laughs> I think the Moors own it. That's right. Well, no need, but might as well ask the last question. Bruno's got a two question lead. What principal of Washington and Petty was named the assistant superintendent in 1984? This goes to Brino. Assistant superintendent in 84. Four. What principal of Washington Petty was named this. assistant superintendent in 1984? Was it? It wasn't Tony Holman. No, it was not Bingo. <laughs> Let's see, it was a Bingo. <laughs> Let's see. We'd love to get Bingo on the show someday. <laughs> 
that would be really dumb. Um, I, I know King's going to know if Brian doesn't get it. I'm going to say uh, Mike Cummins. Incorrect. David King. Don Cook. Don oh, Cook. my third grade teacher. <laughs> he All right, I got two. I got two. Yeah. Yes, he replaced. I mean, right up King's Alley. I mean, that was King's yeah. principal. Went from King's principal to the mm. assistant superintendent. He replaced Gene Moore. Gene Moore replaced. Um, What's all that? John. John yeah. Um, Where's all why, that why sound coming name? from? John C. Baker. That's what I was wondering. It's probably me. My bedroom door just got open with. But he replaced John Baker, and Mr. Cook replaced him. The tiebreaker. You want to do the tiebreaker real quick, yeah, just to see sure, how close you well. get. Sure. We don't need it. Brino is your champion. Congratulations to Brian to finally pulling one out. Thank you. I finally didn't blow one. The question was going to be, how many total points did Lance and Stacy combine for in their basketball careers? God, I just read this. I can't get my dog tails booked. You out. can't get you dog know, tails out. That's about, where I got this answer. It's about a foot away from me right now. It's so tempting. You can't because it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I'm going to say tw- uh, 23.49. Okay. Chip, you got to guess? Yeah. 2170 and David 2500. 20, 20, David would have won. It was 20. In fact, that was worth five bonus points. Dave, good job. Yeah, no. I win. I <laughs> Dave <win>. wins. <laughs> they combined for 2693 wow. points. Way low. Who, who scored more? Lance. Um, I'm gonna say Stacy because he had more early. I'm gonna say Stacy. Lance, thirteen hundred and eighty six. I remember Stacey's thirteen hundred and seven. So I, I, remember, um, I, I was I was, really, pic- I was picturing Stacy fifteen and Lance about one. So. I'm not sure how many that but that's averaging that's, that's a that's, I mean, that's fifteen a game probably, sixteen a game, over yeah. a career probably. That's I mean they scored a, I mean they scored a lot of sophomores, so yeah, I was yeah. thinking the other day. I, we've been talking about we want to get back to doing more interviews, and and I think having those two guys on together would be really good. Be fun. Heck yeah, that'd be great. Will Will Lance do it? We'll put some public pressure on Lance to join us. Yeah, he'll he needs do, to. He'll do it. It'll just be a fun conversation. That'd be fun. That would be fun to do live. Well, guys, ended up scoring some points there. Brino eight points. Chip with what six? King with two. I hope we learned something today, but that's going to conclude our trivia. A lot of good stuff. It was kind of fascinating reading this because it's stuff that I'd never heard before. Yeah, there so. were some interesting things in there. That softball stuff was really interesting. The West. Hold on to those questions and quiz us again in a couple of years and see how how much we remember. Because <laughs> there'll probably be, a, yeah, there'll be a lot that we. What's a, what's I can our hear it right now. David King saying, uh, "Little Texas." <laughs> yeah. If we're the West West uh, West Orange Rangers, or do we have this? Are we doing this show the right old now? School, I don't know. The old school West Lawrence podcast. <laughs> that would have been very interesting. The Unit Ten, uh, Unit Ten High School, the Unit Ten. Like if we're if we're the if we're the Rangers, like I feel like we go like green and gold or something. That's what Forest Park is, isn't it? Yeah. Or we go to Texas Rangers colors, red, white, and red, blue. white, and blue, baby. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see many red, white, and blue forests. That's true. Never thought about that way. Well, I, if you guys uh, played along, if you got any right, if you have any corrections, this all came from the, the daily record. So 
Hopefully all these were right, but Grace Idle Wild Tavern. I, I what a name that is. I read so that. I'd like to hear someone tell tell us what that's all about if you remember that. So Carrie Hill, if you have any information on what Susan Dunlap's doing right now, uh let us know in the comments. I know you're gonna listen to this as soon as it comes out. So I'm sure if Susan's around Lawrence County, you run into her quite a bit. So um uh, let us know. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick, I want to talk about the last episode um that was you guys interviewed me i i still don't know what in the world happened to that i did that the file was big because we talked forever um that we've had big episodes before and they uploaded i could not get that file for whatever reason to upload correctly so i'm gonna play around with it and try it again and see if i get up there so i apologize that that if, if for those you know three or four people out there that was interested in hearing about me um we'll try to get that back up so it's listenable for whatever reason it was not but uh we talked about that wedding that we went to i went to last weekend um and what a great time that was. I got to talk to Jeff and Susan Moore, who are just are is there anybody better than Jeff and Susan? I mean, they're just they're pretty good people. They're fantastic. I had a great time talking with them. Of course, I got to talk to Neil long time. We had an eighty-seven uh little mini eighty-seven class picture. Uh Davey Ulrich was there. I hadn't seen him since probably graduation. Carrie, Shannon, uh Jody, of course myself and Neil. Uh, Jeff McKinney was there, so got got to uh, got to talk to Roxy Bloombaum for a long time, and uh, and Chip you and Gary you got you would have loved it. I I had I talked Red Hill, well not just Red Hill baseball. I had a in depth podcast level discussion with Shannon Grismer about him and Doug and the differences and how they pitched and how they played and. Oh yeah, it, it was. I, I I was told by Julie um, the a story that I had never heard that I, I'm going to save for a podcast sometime Ooh, about Doug, about Doug and potential uh, potential professional baseball and okay. some some Ooh, camps wow. and stuff he was invited to. Just really interesting stuff. But Shannon got really in depth with with the differences in him and Doug and how they pitched. And, and it was, it was just a great car. Mainly it was a great conversation to talk to Shannon cause I hadn't talked to him much in years and years and years, but it was really, really a, a fun conversation. Well, speaking of having Stacy and Lance on like, that'd be a good, I mean, I'd love to get some Grismers on and just that kind of stuff that you guys discuss. I think that'd be a great show. It'd be fascinating. Yeah, it was, it was Shannon by himself or get Doug and Sean in there with him too. I mean, however you want to do it, but yeah. Uh, talk to Jason Young and Melinda, uh, okay. the Red Hill teachers, uh, Biff Lyles, Tony Gaither. Um, Both guests on the show. You can go back and listen to those. Yeah. What so, a who's who. Yeah. No, it was it was a really, really good time. So was, I heard um, my fifth grade teacher and Gary's fifth grade teacher, I believe, and my nurse in school, yeah. I believe you let us know, won the uh, – award for the longest married couple the lytles yep. nurse lytle and mr lytle the longest married couple yep. at the entire wedding so I, congratulations I don't to them i don't know that i ever would have thought that i would see don lytle out on the dance floor surrounded <laughs> by girls in their 20s dancing to flow ride i don't know that, <laughs> don't know that i ever I mean. ever anticipated that but uh but you're better for seeing oh, it too for, i bet for, he listen he was having a blast 
Um, and Mrs. Lytle was out there with him for a long time. Who, of course, John uh, uh, John Lytle, obviously was was there. I was trying to think of some more Red Hill. Um, P- oh, uh, the kid that we had on the podcast, episode two, um, Cameron Cameron Vinsel Vinsel was there. Yep. So a good time. Really, really fun, fun time to get back to the county and see a lot of people talk to Lon. Oh, like when I was listening to 87, Lonnie Moan, talked to him for a long time. And it's funny when, you know, he's talking about his grandkids and I'm like, yeah, my youngest is going to kindergarten next year. Yeah. But good time. Good time. (coughs) Well, Well, thanks for putting this together, Gary. That was excellent. I loved, loved. Well, that was an easy one. Yeah, and thanks, thanks to our sponsors, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, Andrews Insurance Agency, and, of course, People's State Bank. And I knew if I'd start listing people, then I'm going to forget. And now, But I also talked to Gary's classmate, Amy uh, Leg Moan. Talked to her for a long time. She's just as sweet as she ever was. So good conversation there. I don't know. What we are going to do now? We're going to do proms next. Yep, we're, we're going to try to get together next. If we can find a day next week, we'll get together and online and record the prom episode seventy nine to eighty three. Yeah, we're it's almost like we're getting a, a second momentum here. We're cranking out yeah. shows. We got all kind of ideas, so stick with us. Yeah. We're going to keep it up. But uh, tell your friends, hit the subscribe button, and I will try to get that uh, that other one with me loaded and. Uh, and hopefully that'll and be thanks playable. for all the positive feedback like brian was talking to all kinds of people at the wedding that mentioned they listen to the podcast and uh that just that gives me i can't speak for everyone but i think i can that just hearing those things kind of gives us that fuel to like keep going and keep cranking bigger and better episodes um that were so thank you to all the listeners yeah yes, absolutely all right anything else david finish us up you got the final thought of the day no, it was great, uh, great fun. Well, little, uh, little advanced as far as the trivia goes, but still learned a lot. So we got to get out of the minor leagues at some point. I mean, come on, we got to get, we got to dig deep. Go say anybody that's got, got a majority of these questions correct is uh, no, no. They, they, right. they, they, yeah, they are local trivia. They know their, know their way around. Yeah, All right, so. this show is written, directed, and produced by Chip Jamerson, Gary Emmons, David King, and myself, Brian Emmons. Listen to impulse radio's other podcast if you're interested at all in the in three guys sitting around a sports bar and just talking about whatever pops up that is the b3 podcast wherever you get your podcasts and i think that'll do it for this episode of the old school red hill podcast let's go white Thank you.